Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 26 of Rethinking Rehab with Dr. Shane Smith. I'm a licensed physical therapist practicing out of Naples, Florida. I've owned my own practice for about five years now, and I wanted to jump on here this wonderful Tuesday afternoon and talk a little bit about a topic that I just had a discussion earlier today regarding uh, physical therapy in general. So today's podcast is what is physical therapist? What is physical therapy? What do they do? And how can they help my problem? So I think this is a very simple concept of a podcast today, but maybe arguably one of the more important aspects of what I do, because I think in my professional career, I have found patients never fully really get what we do as medical providers. Um, some people think physical therapists are just needed after surgery. Some think it's just in nursing homes with their grandparents. Others think that physical therapists are just needed for severe brain injuries and all kinds of crazy conditions you, you hear about occasionally that get therapy a lot for, uh, but don't really think about it as everyday things. So. Um, what I wanted to start today's podcast with is just some definitions of what is a physical therapist. Um, I feel that if we can't define what we are or what we do well, how can we expect anyone to know what the hell we are or what we do? Um, so I just did a quick search online um, before I did this podcast just to write down a couple things I could find regarding what is a physical therapist. So the first quote or definition for what is a physical therapist or what does a physical therapist do is by Google. And Google quoted saying, a physical therapist is someone who helps injured or ill people improve movement and manage pain. So that's a pretty vague, large spectrum definition that don't really think gives a good idea other than if you're in pain or have movement issues, we can help with that, which is partly true. Um, WebMD, so here's another definition, which is a little bit, you'd think, more medically based in terms of their de defining. So WebMD says a physical therapist is a health specialist who evaluates and treats human body disorders. Also, getting a little bit better with the description, however, really doesn't give you a good understanding of what does that exactly mean. What's a human body disorder? Uh, what do they do? How do they treat? Those kind of things are still unknown in the definition. So I figured let's go to something a little bit more specific to physical therapists. Let's go to the American Association of Physical Therapists, the uh, APTA and see what they say a physical therapist and their definition is a little bit more detailed and I like it better. Physical therapists are movement experts who improve quality of life through prescribed exercises, hands-on care, and patient education. Physical therapists examine each person, then develop a treatment plan to improve their ability to move, reduce or manage pain, restore function, and prevent disability. They help people achieve fitness goals, regain or maintain independence, and lead active lives. Now, I like that one the best of the three descriptions so far, just because it gives you a little bit more detail of what we actually do and how we get to where we hope to go with people. Um, my definition I came up with today that I told this patient in a conversation earlier of how I would define what I do and who I am is a physical therapist is a movement specialist who evaluates and diagnoses and treats neurologic, cardiopulmonary, and musculoskeletal disorders. So if you've got a problem in any of those three categories, we could be a person you could come see. So it helps treat 
neurocardial and musculoskeletal disorders or diseases with natural interventions that are non or minimally invasive to achieve movement and functional goals of the person. So we not only diagnose and determine this is the problem you're having, but we actually treat it too. And that's one thing I think that gets lost in the shuffle a little bit with medical practitioners. Because medicine is so specialized now, there's a lot of specialists that you see that just help specifically diagnose your issues but don't actually treat you with things. Um, they will send you elsewhere for another treatment. Um, I'll give you an example of this. There was a patient that came to see me in season, so we'll say six months ago, and this patient had gone to her general practitioner because she had felt dizzy. The GP thought, well, it could be your heart. We've had some history of heart issues. Let's send you to the cardiopulm specialist. So she goes off to see a cardiologist. Cardiologist clears her heart, says the dizziness isn't your heart. Why don't you go see a neurology? Neurology sees her, says there's no issues in your brain causing this issue. I think you need to go see an ENT. Maybe you have a condition called vertigo. Well, she sees the ENT. ENT thinks it's vertigo diagnoses her with vertigo, doesn't treat her for vertigo, sends her to a physical therapist to treat the vertigo, which is how I ended up meeting this person. So here is an individual that had a problem that saw her general practitioner, her primary care doc, to determine what specialist will best diagnose and get to the bottom of my problem. Specialist failed two times to get to the bottom of the diagnosis, sent to a third specialist to get a diagnosis, which that specialist did achieve, however, was not able to treat the diagnosis, so sent them to physical therapy. Now, the reality is based on what this patient told me before I saw her prescription, I knew she had vertigo. All I had to ask was a simple question, when you feel dizzy, what are you doing? She said, typically I'm rolling over in bed. I can't think of one cardiopulm issue that would cause you when you're completely calm, still in bed, just rolling over to have heart issues. I just can't think of one. So that immediately ruled out that specialist to me. And since she had no history of neurologic problems, that was a possibility there could be something neuro-related. But once that cleared, it had to be vertigo. Unfortunately, a physical therapist could have diagnosed that problem as well as treat it in that same visit. And think how much benefit that patient would have gotten instead of having to go a month to get to see me. She could have seen me and gotten treated virtually in the same treatment. And that's one of the things I wanted to kind of get across with this podcast is that a lot of health issues that pop up for us aren't major catastrophes. Now, I'm not saying that those major catastrophes don't happen out of the blue for some people. They do. It's just very, very unlikely for those kind of instances to occur in that fashion, that it's typically less crazy uh, options that are probably the cause for a person's problems. And a physical therapist is a great medical professional to listen to what you have to say, perform test procedures, to determine if something can be ruled in or if something can be ruled out and then use critical thinking, judgment, experience, history, so forth to determine what most likely is the cause. And if that if the cause is found, there is absolutely no reason a treatment can't be initiated as well.
And that's the thing I love about this profession is that I get the ability to find out a problem a patient has as well as fix that problem without having to have anyone else intervene. And that's truly kind of what we hope with healthcare. We want things to be efficient. We want things to be quick. We want things to be corrected in a timely manner. Nobody wants to go in pain long periods of time. Nobody wants to have to go from specialist to specialist being told it could be this and it could be that and it could be this and it could be that. Eventually just give up trying at all. Um, but with us, we actually do get to do treatment interventions. There are very few medical practitioners that are the ones performing treatment as well as diagnosing at the same time, um, which now gets us to treatment difference between therapists and other practitioners. So when we look at a problem, let's use a simple one that everyone can relate to and say low back pain. Um, low back pain is something that affects a large percentage of our population. One in three adults have dealt with back pain at some point in their life. So it's a very common, relatable thing to many people. And when you look at low back pain, there are many options you could go at. How do you treat low back pain? A lot of general doctors will want to do imaging to determine specifically what's causing the problem based on what the image says. They go treatment interventions based on that. Some such as a surgeon, may decide that this is a surgically warranted treatment plan of care we could do for this problem. Maybe someone's got a little bit of a disc issue and there's some nerve pinching going on in the back, giving some symptoms in the leg, and the surgeon says, well, this is definitely something I could do surgery on to help you. So there's that option. We've got surgical interventions. We've got pharmaceutical interventions, giving pain pills and other anti-inflammatory medications or uh, numbing kind of agents and so forth. You've got injection options that also reduce pain that a lot of pain management doctors will go down the road of injections. Um, or you've got activity-based things. Now, I'm not going to say just because I'm a physical therapist of those options I gave you for treatment for low back pain that I think the exercise is the best intervention. There are many patients I've seen with low back pain that exercise absolutely makes them worse. And I don't think that's the best intervention at that point in time for them. Is exercise an important aspect to get to at some point? Absolutely is. But there are different times and different orders that we go about treating different problems. And from my philosophy of physical therapy is we have to get the brain treated and we have to get the tissue that's affected by the injury treated before we can change movement patterns. And that last part about movement patterns is what you do not get from surgery. You do not get from pharmacological treatments. You do not get from injection treatments. So once again, if the root cause of a problem is never addressed, we just treat symptoms. Are you really fixing or helping that person? Or are you just allowing them a period of time before they have a big problem again? Uh, that's another root difference between some of those other treatment options and physical therapy. Now, have I seen patients that need surgery that nothing else will help them with surgery? Absolutely. Surgery is definitely an option and is sometimes the only option for certain conditions. There was an individual I treated a few years back after surgery, and he had told me that he was in a motor vehicle accident reaching to get something in the back seat when he got when he rear-ended somebody. And by being in a rotated position, getting involved in a motor vehicle accident, he ruptured two discs in his back. He had to go in immediately for surgery. I would never say someone in that kind of a traumatic onset injury, oh, let's wait a month or two and see if physical therapy can help you. That's pointless. You need to deal with that trauma immediately and get the tissues that are causing severe nerve compression fixed ASAP. That condition, surgery is really your only option at that point. 
but there will be things done afterwards to help get them back to their normal life function that they want. And that's one thing I think a lot of people miss the boat on with why do I want to go to physical therapy? The answer to the question of why choose physical therapy as an early intervention option is that there's very little that we can do to make your situation worse. There really only is upside. And I tell a lot of patients that that I treat. There's a good chance that you may need an injection for this problem or there's a good chance you may need surgery for this rotator cuff injury. But let's at least try this non-invasive, non-surgical, non-pharmacological treatment first. If it works and you do get substantially better, it's truly going to fix your problem because the only way I can fix someone's problem after an injury or a, you know, a disorder of some sorts is I have to undo the problems they have. There's a current patient I'm seeing with scoliosis right now. She could get surgery and have rods put in her back to improve and stop the scoliosis from occurring. However, one of her big root problems that causes scoliosis is poor posture as well as a weak back. Is the weak back or her posture changes ever going to be affected by surgery? To a certain extent maybe, but reality is if she still has those bad movement slash positional problems and is still staying weak, it's only a matter of time before there's other spinal problems other than just the scoliosis. If we can address the weakness, we can address the posture, and we can recorrect the movement positioning problems, that's going to set her up for a long-term option of uh, improvement and less likely of recurring problems in the future with it. So that's, I think, one of the biggest takeaways from a physical therapist's care is that they should be able to educate you on your problem. They should give you options of things you can do on your own to help the problem, which gives you a lot more control over your issue as well as confidence in your actual functional movement abilities going forward because that's the goal for us, to get you back to moving normal and not needing us forever at the end of the day. Um, and I do think... For the vast majority of physical therapists out there that do have a passion for what they do, they're achieving good results with that. And as my career continues on in the physical therapy domain, I keep seeing better and better research and better and better outcome measures with conservative care like physical therapy. I mean, surges have only been around for so long. Medications have only been around for so long. Humans have been around for way longer than that. There are natural healing processes that do fix many of these problems. People jump the gun for surgery or jump the gun for long-term pain medication or long-term uh, pharmacological interventions that really are just masking the true problem. I hope this was informative. If you want to know a little bit more about how to find a good physical therapist, I would recommend listening to the previous podcast, number 25, where I talk about the main bullet points you want to find in a good PT to make sure that they deliver quality care to get you better long term. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful day. Enjoy your week and stay healthy out there.